Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, we are very, very fluid today here on The Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio, WGR Sports Radio 550. Thanks a lot for... um, Tuning in on a Wednesday, hump day, right? There you go. Here's your, always think about that with the open they play for Shop and the Bulldog. Anyway, it is, is it snow? Let me look, hold on. It's kind of snowing outside my house right now. I'm in the city. It's coming down harder a little bit, but I think it's kind of moved even north, the band, the snow band. It went through Orchard Park. There are driving bands all around the area. There are some places there are not. There's some places there are. There's a lot going on here. And then we have, of course, a Sabres game tonight down at Key Bank Center downtown. We have Bills practice today in Orchard Park. We have a Bills game against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, an AFC Div- divisional round playoff game. There's a lot going on here. So here's what we're going to do today. All right. You got to stay with me because <laughs> these things could change. They are ever cha- Trust me, over the last like 10 minutes, Everything has pretty much kind of changed on the timing of what we're doing on the show today. In just about five minutes, going to get a quick weather check from our guy, Pat Hammer. He's going to tell us where the snow is, where it's going, what to expect today, especially considering the game tonight with the Sabres and the Blackhawks, which is still on, down at Key Bank Center. All right, that's a 7.30 start tonight. And, of course, it'll be right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Right after Pat Hammer, at the bottom of the hour... We are hoping to carry Don Granado's live Zoom call press conference with the media. So then, you know, we'll get more of an update on exactly what's happening with the Sabres, what he has to say, everything that goes into that. After that's done, then we will basically have um, at the top of the hour, let me just do it right here, Paul Hamilton to kind of recap what he said and talk about the Sabres game tonight. In the middle of it all... We have Bill's media availability with Sean McDermott at 12.45. So that won't be during the show here. That'll be after the show. And, of course, we can you can hear that, and we'll have it for you, the sound. And I'll be on top of that, tweeting out injuries, updates. The Bills will have a walkthrough today if they can. However, that's going to work. This is all a very fluid situation, like I said. And then at 11.30 today, we're going to have Josh Klingler, uh, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, coming up here on the Extra Point Show on WGR. Uh, Josh, back at the station, 
just asking you. I'm having a little trouble connecting to the call screener on my end. Are you good on your end? Will we be able to do that and take calls and hook up with Pat and all that? Will you be able to do that? I don't know because I'm having a little trouble. Okay, good. So I want to make sure with you because for some reason I'm having trouble hooking it up on my end. So you'll just have to pull that up when that happens. You let me know when we have Pat Hammer. Uh, I won't be able to see that. So again, now now we're dealing with another technical issue there. Um, Blame it so on the I'll snow. try and fix that on my end in the meantime. What's that? Blame it on the snow. Do you know who Millie Vanilli is? Have you ever heard of Millie Vanilli? Uh, he sounds familiar. It's a, he's a he guy. sounds familiar. Or wait. It's Rob and, oh, what are those guys' names? Rob and someone's going to tell me here. They are famous for lip syncing and winning awards, and then we found out they lip sync. Oh, yep. Okay. I know now. I, I, I don't know why, but I just, I was blanking, but I also knew the name, so I was a little confused there. They are, uh, it is Fab, Fab Mor- Morvin and Rob Pilatus. Now, I believe one of them has passed away. Don't know which one. Let me see. Fab Morvin, uh, Rob. I think he Rob is the one that passed away. Now, the reason I bring it up, they sang a very popular song called Blame It on the Rain. So when you said Blame It on the Snow, I immediately thought of Millie Vanilli. What do you think about that? That's funny. I was where I was wondering where you were going with that. I'm like, where is this going? Like, how did this come up? Out of right. <laughs> when you said Blame It on the Snow, I'm thinking Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli. I wonder if Pat Hammer. Pat Hammer's got to know. He'll have some. Uh, you know, thoughts on Millie Vanilli. We were talking music on uh, on my podcast when he was on with me earlier this week. We'll get an update from Pat Hammer in just a moment on the weather situation. As far as the Bills are concerned, this is not ideal, right? I mean, they have an AFC divisional round playoff game coming up Sunday at 6.30 p.m. And it's not about the snow moving the game. It's not about the snow and the impact it's going to have on Sunday. I think we're in the clear with that as far as I've heard and seen and all that kind of stuff. What it's about is the practice schedule today and tomorrow and Friday and getting people to the facility and practicing. And how about rehab? Rehabbing guys who are injured, the long list of injuries that the Bills have right now. So all of that has to be considered. It is going to be a challenge. On top of the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs have eight days to get ready for this game, whereas the Bills have six days to get ready for this game. It is all kind of against the Bills in that regard, but it is at home, and the Chiefs have to travel here anyway. That kind of takes away a half day for them, I'd say. It's a, you know, it's a, what, two and a half, three hour plane ride, if I remember right, Kansas City, but that'll take away about a half day for them and things like that. But they've had since Saturday night when they played, then the Bills played Monday evening. They'll have two extra days. The Bills will have problems practicing the way they normally do. Um, getting guys back healthy on six days. You got Taron Johnson, a concussion protocol. Now, I would tell you, six days can be problematic to get a guy back after being in concussion protocol. But let's remember, Ty Johnson last week was cleared after five days. He was con- he was in concussion protocol on Sunday night, and he was cleared on Friday if my memory serves me correctly, when Sean McDermott met with the media outside of our radio show that he comes on every week. So we'll keep an eye on that. McDermott did lay out, what, nine different guys yesterday and all their injuries, including the guys who missed last week. Gabe Davis, Taylor Rapp, Russell Douglas, Tyrell Dodson. Maybe you can get all four of them back. Maybe you get three of them back. It would really help, especially on the defensive end. I mean, it is not a good situation if this team rolls into Orchard Park 
to play the Kansas City Chiefs without, I mean, with starting, and this is no disrespect to these guys, but you're talking about Mahomes and Chiefs and Andy Reid and what they'd be looking to do and targeting. But if you have to go into that game starting, I mean, you lost Benford, right? So you'd be starting Elam and Jackson at corner, uh, Cam Lewis at slot. You'd be starting, what, A.J. Klein and Dorian Williams. This is what it looked like at the end of the game uh, Monday night. If you had to go into a game against the Chiefs doing that and the Chiefs knew this, I mean, they're just going to target the middle of the field all afternoon and all uh, all evening, all night. And that's not an ideal situation. You need, you need to get guys back. So hopefully the Bills do. And we'll keep an eye on that. Now, as far as Terrell Bernard even, that's the big one, right? It it did not look good. Looks like an uh, it was reported an ankle sprain, MRI, neg- MRI coming up, x-rays negative. But even then, a six-day turnaround on that could be very, very tough. To get him back. All right. I think we have Pat Hammer now. What you said, Josh? Are we ready to rock and roll? Let's um let's do that now. Let's get to the uh Western hotline. Our guy, Patrick Hammer. Pat, wanted to get a quick check in with you, especially considering with the Sabres game going on tonight. Where is the snow now? Where is it going and what does it look like for the rest of the day? All right. So right now the snow band has lifted north out of Uh, the downtown area for the most part, and it is now focused uh, right over Amherst, uh, North Tonawanda, Grand Island, and extending out um, hmm, even north of the Pembroke area, so north of the thruway. Um, So this band, which was taking forever to move to the north today, uh, or this morning, I should say, has uh, made a journey kind of north out of the, the heart of the city. However, as it resides up there for a little bit, it's going to come back. And the question is the timing of that. I do believe that um, the snow will be moving back through uh, the area uh, before and during the Sabres game. So the snow will be making a return to Buffalo. Um, This has been truly epic in terms of the snow that's fallen, that began falling overnight, Sal. Um, Some of these snow totals, from pretty much uh, yesterday, most of it coming overnight, West Seneca, 26 inches of snow. Uh, most of that came overnight. Um, uh, Lackawanna, 30 inches of snow. Lackawanna had about 30 inches of snow over the weekend, and now they just got another 30. Wow. So it's uh, truly um, in, a, in a band from West Seneca to Lackawanna to, to like Marilla has just been incredible. Um, the snow is very light and fluffy because it's so cold and we're having snowfall rates of two to three inches an hour, which makes uh, visibility just, you know, terrible if you're trying to, to navigate through it. But, you know, most of us can't because of travel bans over so much of the area. Um, if anything, the snow band will weaken a little bit, but as it heads back south over Buffalo, it potentially could ramp up again and uh, we could have a, a snowy late afternoon and evening as the band comes back through. And that would include the commute downtown to the game, correct, and back? Uh, absolutely. Yes, that does include that. So, um, you know, uh, I, I know that it's game on as of now, um, but uh, the um, the snow, again, is right now, I mean, we're looking at pictures, live pictures from Blaisdell. And, uh, of course, uh, the South Towns, it's sunny, right? Uh, places like Grand Island and Niagara Falls that were sunny about an hour ago are now, you know, zero visibility almost. So, this is the kind of weather that could be heading back towards the arena. Um, and uh, the timing of that is what we're going to have to watch because these bands, you know, 
the band started, it was crawling to the north. Then it just decided to pick up speed and say, oh, let's 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 jump north. Mm-hmm. Um, the transition back south again, I think, though, will happen uh, mid to late afternoon, and that could affect the Sabres game uh, 100%. We know that the uh, snow, the travel ban, all, all, everything going on is impacting the Bills' schedule starting today. Yes. When? when and, and then you have a Sabres game on Saturday afternoon as well. And a Bills game Sunday night. As of right now, like when does this end? When are we talking about? Okay, we're we're good to go now for a while. Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is okay. There's a travel ban in Orchard Park. The Bills have a short week, and now we're not going to get a practice, you know. But apparently, uh, there's ways to you know get. It's a walkthrough today, so I guess you know this better than I do, of course. But um, the um, snow uh, will continue one more day uh, tomorrow. As the snow band settles back south over um, the south towns again uh, tonight and we get more heavy snow, that snow band will then lift northward again tomorrow back into the Buffalo area, but it will be weaker. It will not be as um, prolific as it has been today. So another round of snow does come tomorrow. Um, You know, we're going to have two to three foot snow totals around the um, central Erie, uh, and central and maybe even parts of northern Erie County, including the Buffalo Metro, uh, we're already approaching that in some areas. Um, but to ask when the snow comes to an end, after the lake effect kind of fades on Thursday, a general light snow for everyone on Friday. Saturday is cold with perhaps a few snow showers, not a big deal. And we're dry, as we mentioned yesterday, for Sunday in the game. So technically, okay. the last snowflakes will fly on Saturday. By the way, as you're talking to me here, I'm sitting yeah. in Studio Capaccio. I just had a big gust of wind kind of shake me a little bit. So that wind is picking up a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does that, and especially within the band. You know, that's where the wind is. Again, it's yeah. not the 40 to 60 mile an hour winds that we had Sunday or that we had during the blizzard from a year ago. A Christmas blizzard, but still, it doesn't take much wind <laughs> to cause visibility issues when the snow is so light and uh, fluffy. But yeah, that wind will uh, get your attention. We haven't had a lot of power outages, power outages, if any. Um, so that's been a good thing with this. Um, but we're now getting reports of the sun coming out in Chictawaga and West Seneca. So a nice mm-hmm. break. Uh, huh. But again, I can't stress enough, the snow will be migrating back south later today. Yeah, I went outside earlier and literally like there was that wall you saw. I saw sunlight on one side and totally like dark skies on the other. It's amazing. Oh, driving in today, I was driving on Route 5 and it was, I mean, it was scary. I mean, I couldn't see a thing and it was, uh, it was zero visibility. I'm driving south. I get, I'm at Tift, the Tift uh, Street exit and in Furman and I can't see a thing. And then all of a sudden I broke through. Punching the core, we call it. And all of a sudden, there's the city skyline. And it's like seeing the sun. It was just like, I made it. <laughs> you know? Um, that's what driving yep. through these lake bands can be like. So, um, uh, yeah, we've got another um, at 24 hours of this. No, maybe 30 hours. The accumulating snows, though, the troublesome snows, the impactful snow, ends tomorrow. But the last, like, flakes really will be Friday into Saturday. All right, thanks, Pat. WGRZ TV2 Chief Meteorologist. Before we let you go, I don't know if you heard our conversation before you got on. Josh says to me, I was telling about a technical issue I had here with uh, trying to hook up with the call screener, and he said, blame it on the snow. 
And I said, wait a minute, that reminds me. I, it, it brought something to mind. The words, blame it on the snow. Not quite the snow. What comes to your mind if you hear someone say, blame it on the snow? Would you Millie have Vanilli? something? Yes. Millie Vanilli. I told you, yes. Blame it on the rain. That's exactly what I said to him. And I said, I bet Pat Hammer would know that. I uh, I can't believe we somehow fit in a, Mil- a Millie Vanilli reference on this show. But that's the beauty yes. of the Extra Point show. We go places it is unbelievable. Else go. I love it. I love it. Rob and Fab, Millie Vanilli, blame it on the rain. We're going to blame it on the snow. Thank you very much, Pat Hammer. We'll, uh, we'll always check in with you, obviously, to keep us updated. And obviously, if anything does, just shoot me a text, and I'll be able to uh, spread it to our listeners. Sounds good. Talk to you later, Sal. All right. You got it. Millie Vanilli, blame it on the rain. You could come back with a bump like that, maybe, maybe later. in the. You didn't even know what you did when you said it, Josh, when you said blame it on the snow. I just started like a whole thing. Like This is going to be a thing for the whole day, isn't it? Oh, it might be. It might be. That's the, that's the beauty of live radio, you know? No, yeah, that's true. Everything, Like you said, yeah. it, everything's going to be flowing today. It's going to be all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting a lot of questions about, you know, the Bills practice and what's happening and the weather and the ban and those kinds of things. Look, f- folks, I, I don't have the answers for you right now. This is fluid. We're going to hear from Sean McDermott over a Zoom call at 1245 today. They're supposed to practice later today. Walk-through practice is what it would be. Um, that's normal protocol for a Wednesday anyway. So I'm not really – I don't know. I, I don't have the answers for you right now, like I said. We will keep updating and getting updates on that. We'll find out more. And there may be you know, there may be things that come out here while I'm on the show, and I don't see it from other reporters out there who have something. But as far as I know from the Bills right now, all I can tell you is officially – there is a Zoom call with Sean McDermott, his normal Wednesday media availability at 12.45 p.m. today. The team is supposed to hold a walkthrough today. I don't know the status of all of that right now, but we will get to that as the day progresses. We also know the Sabres are, I believe, <coughs> excuse me, believe holding a morning skate today. The Blackhawks are not, but they're here. They are here but they're not going to have a morning skate. And I think the Sabres might do that and will do that from what I understand. Again, very fluid. But we will hear from Don Granado in about 10 minutes. We're going to do our best to carry that live for you over his Zoom call with the media as well. I mean, it's just this weather situation is just wreaking havoc on everything we're trying to do here. And again, I'm concerned with, of course, the you know safety of human beings here and what's going on with the weather in Buffalo. But when you turn it to a sports angle, I'm concerned about how much practice time the Bills can get in this week. And I said earlier, you already have two days extra rest for the Kansas City Chiefs than you do for the Buffalo Bills. I I don't think that's an excuse in in its own right. The Bills can play on short rest. In fact, Ed Oliver actually even said post-game, when we talked to him in the locker room Monday night, he said, sometimes... Playing in that short rest can be better. You just get right back after it. You don't have time to sit around, be idle. You're just you're in a you're you're feeling 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 good. You're in a rhythm, and you just get right back after it. But of course, you're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid, who basically for many years kind of set the standard for having extra rest and winning. Andy Reid is one of the greatest all time coaches when it comes to. Winning after a bye week. Actually, you know who's undefeated after a bye week? Sean McDermott. But the Bills don't have a bye week here. The Bills have 
fewer rest. But the Bills have actually performed pretty well in a lot of these situations. Thursday night games or Monday to Sunday, they've done it. And that, to me, is not an excuse of some sort of, well, they had extra prep time. Look, that, that's just the way the schedule fell. The league does it every week, every year with a Saturday and a Sunday playoff game and two teams meeting later. But then you had the weather get moved. So there's no conspiracy here when it comes to the league or the scheduling or anything like that. What becomes more problematic for the Bills is the injuries, the recovery time for some of the guys that went out. Now, you do have guys that, you know, are going to have more time from their injury on Sunday night against the Dolphins who didn't play. Those four guys I mentioned earlier, Rapp, Douglas, Dodson, and Gabe Davis. So we'll see where, where that goes with them. But as far as rehab, as far as recovery, six days, that's, that, to me, that's more problematic. And at the end of the day, you got to go out and play anyway. And I've, I checked the line this morning. It has not moved. And if anything, it's actually tilted a little towards the Bills, if anything, in a couple of books. The line opened at two and a half in most places. I think maybe two or three in others. Two and a half. And now it's still two and a half or three from what I've seen. Maybe you've seen it elsewhere. So that tells me that it doesn't feel like the betters or Vegas have kind of really cared much about the Bills' injuries and what this means and the lack of you know preparation time versus the Chiefs. It can matter, of course, but right now it hasn't, as far as the line is concerned, as far as the betters, as far as Vegas. The Bills are favored to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They're playing them at home. It's going to be a raucous crowd, a very, very loud crowd. Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game. A Chiefs team that has struggled by their standards all season on offense. A Chiefs team that I think the Bills might be able to run on. You look at some of the numbers for the Chiefs. Their run defense hasn't been great. Now, it might be because teams you know, don't really want to get into a shootout with them. They want to control the ball, and they want to run. That That's totally fair. I get it. But their run win rates, their run numbers haven't been great on defense, although their defense overall has been very good, especially points allowed. They're one of the top teams in the league along with the Buffalo Bills. But now you get a Bills team that will not have communication issues. They're not playing at Arrowhead. They're playing at Highmark. And you get a Chiefs offense that will have a little bit of those communication issues. I've seen it. I've heard it firsthand too many times. Being in Kansas City, being in Arrowhead, stadiums that are designed very similarly, open around the same time. It gets incredibly loud there, just like it does here. It is very tough to communicate. We'll take a timeout. Don Granado up next. will uh, carry his Zoom call with the media live to get an update on the Sabres who play the Blackhawks tonight at 7.30 p.m. downtown. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. <laughs> yes, I knew it. I knew you'd come through for me, Josh. I knew it. Millie Vanilli. In case you're just tuning in, we had a technical issue earlier, and Josh said, blame it on the snow. And it made me think of Millie Vanilli. Blame it on the rain. Have you ever heard this song before, Josh? No, never heard of it. Wow. Yeah, they, they they were good. I liked Millie Vanilli. And then it came out that they never did any of the actual singing after they won all these awards. They just lip sang. There were two other dudes who were the actual singers. But oh, these so are the like, guys that went out there in concerts and everything like that. So, like, the guy that just was singing there was not the actual singer at a concert. Apparently, that is correct, yes. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um, They were... The real, let's see, the real Millie Vanilli, 91, 92. And then what, what, Robin Fab, comeback attempt. I'm going to try and have to, yeah. Um, I'd have to read up about it, about it a little bit. And it says documentary about the, yeah. So anyway, I'm looking at Wiki, Wiki, um, Wikipedia. And yes, there was like, there's lawsuits and all that kind of stuff, but for sure, they were not the guys. There's more about it on there, and I don't know like offhand, but kind of knew the story a little bit more years ago when it came out. But it was a it was a pretty big deal, like it was a pretty big you know kind of controversy. So, eight hundred three oh five fifty. Want to jump on board? Not sure how um how many calls we'll be able to uh, take today as we kind of get through everything. We are waiting on Don Granado, so I don't want to cut anybody off if we do that. But Don Granado's set to speak to the Buffalo and everybody else media. Here in just a moment. So what we're going to do is we'll carry Don Granado from KeyBank Center down where the Sabres are going to play the Blackhawks tonight, scheduled to at least 7.30 p.m. puck drop. Then after that, we'll take a timeout and we'll bring Paul Hamilton on. He'll recap what Don Granado said, and we'll look forward to the game tonight and the Sabres. And oh, by the way, speaking of the Sabres, I mean, stacking a few wins here, trying to, I know it still hasn't been like, a big role they're getting on, but a, a win over San Jose, playing one of the worst teams in the league tonight. Then you get a Tampa Bay team that you've beaten and you can beat, and they have a few more games against winnable opponents. They need to get these wins. Six-game homestand. Conventional wisdom was you got to win at least four, probably five. They can still do that. I think you can get four now if you've went out here in the because you've had two losses here. Uh, Vancouver and who was the other loss against? Mm-hmm, blanking right now. They played Vancouver. Think of the homestand here. Who did the Sabres play uh, on this homestand? Let's see. Here's their schedule. Sabres had a loss to the Canucks. Oh, the Kraken. That's right, the Kraken. Yeah, I was at that game. That was a, but here you a go. fun game to be at. <laughs> no, Blackhawks, Lightning, then at the Ducks. Then you have the Kings, good team. Then you're at the Sharks. I mean, these are winnable games, and they need to keep stacking wins. They are still not really, to me, a conversation of being in the playoff picture because even though the points are starting to creep up a little bit, they're still so far back in games played 
they have more than some of the teams in, in front of them they're trying to chase, that's the issue. I mean, even right now, out of, you know, you have two wildcard teams that make it, then after that, you still have, here's who's in front of the Sabres. Detroit and Tampa are in the wildcard spots. Then you have Penguins, Capitals, Islanders, Devils, Canadians, then Sabres. I mean, you've got to climb one, two, three, four, five teams just to get into the wildcard, and then a six you have to pass who's already there. And they've played 44 games. The only other team on that list that's played as many is Tampa. Everybody else, uh, I'm sorry, the Islanders too. Everybody else has played fewer games. Sabres of 42 points. They're a good seven points right now behind Tampa. Seven points behind Detroit, who's played a less game, uh, one less game. So you got you to gotta get these wins. And now's the time to do it. If they don't start stacking these wins basically before the All-Star break, I mean, we already know it's, to me, to me, it seems like a lost season anyway, but I'm holding out that, that little flick, that candle is just flickering a little bit to see if they can do that. Get a win tonight, get to 44 points, you pass Montreal. Get another one on Saturday. You're still not even caught up to New Jersey, but at least you're within striking distance of a few teams. And you got to hope for some losses along the way. In the midst of all of it, who would have thought UPL would be the guy? He's playing really, really good hockey. He was early in the year, had a bit of a dip. Now he's playing really, really good hockey again. Playing goal really well. He's become their number one. If you would have asked me before the season, like who would be... Rank the guys you think would be like the number one goalie by January 17th. I would have put Devin Levi first. That was me. I think that I, I believed in him. I wrote him and said, look, let's, let's go. Here we go. Play this guy. He's going to be the guy. A lot of you are right and said maybe he can't handle it. I don't know if that's the case. I still, think, I still think he shows flashes of being the guy, but he clearly hasn't been consistently enough the guy, right? We know that. I would have bet on him considering the other two just have never been that guy. And then I think I probably would have put Comrie there. Over UPL with some hope that maybe because UPL still, you know, at his age and his experience that he could take a step up from what he was last year. And I think he did deal with a couple injuries last year, but he would have been my third guy, but he is number one right now. It's playing really well. And unfortunately, they could not give him a goal against Vancouver. Let in one and they wound up losing that game. So here the Sabres are tonight, 730 p.m. puck drop. No Connor Bedard. For the Blackhawks. What's his status right now, Josh? Do we know? Is he coming back anytime soon? Yeah, Connor Bedard? About two weeks ago, he had a fractured jaw. He took like a high right. hit against, I think it was the Wild. Um, but I guess it's like a six to eight week recovery. But he was back out on the ice in like a non-contact yep. jersey a day or two ago. So he's close to coming back, but it, there's no way he's playing tonight. I mean, no, no. Weeks I'm actually reading that. One jaw. day ago, there's yes stories here that say... Uh, Bedard resumes skating for Blackhawks after fracturing jaw. That was yesterday. You're right. That's just, you know, that's just getting back on the ice. Unfortunate that he's not playing. Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly right. So no Connor Bedard tonight for the Blackhawks, a team that, by the way, again, one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, I know they went out and um, tried to kind of speed up the rebuild process. And knowing they had number one pick and Connor Bedard, it just hasn't happened. And a lot of that is because of probably Bedard being out as well. Bottom two teams in the league. Sharks, who the Sabres just beat and shut out. Blackhawks. Sharks 24 points, Blackhawks 28. Then you go Senators 30, Ducks 31, and then there's a jump up. Blue, Jacks, Blue Jackets wild Sabres. 
Boy, speaking of injuries, Wild have been massively injured all year. That's a team that probably is, you know, should be better than where they are in the standings, but they've been decimated by injuries all season. Bills are dealing with injuries this week. We will, you know, be on top of that situation all week, where that goes. The number one, you know, guy I think on the list right now is Terrell Bernard because there's so much uncertainty given what we saw last week and how he was carted off the field. When I say number one, I mean, you could argue all these guys. Taron Johnson might be the most important, but we know his situation. He's in concussion protocol. We know that, you know, Gabe Davis and Tyrell Dodson and Rasul Douglas and Taylor Rapp all had a week off with their injuries. We know what their injuries are and hoping to get them back. We know that, you know, uh, the back injury for Bale Inspector, it's a back injury and how it happened and when it happened, and he couldn't go back in the game. So all these things are true, and then, but then you have Terrell Bernard, who I think is there's a lot of kind of what's going on uncertainty. The way it looked on Sun on Monday was not good at all. It was bad. His emotion said a lot. The fact they brought the cart out, I think if I remember, did you see? Did they put an air cast on? I couldn't tell from where my vantage point was in the sidelines. I think they put an air cast on it, Josh. I think and they so. took him in. I, I think that's what they did, but I, I don't want to misspeak and say they did it for sure. No, wait, yeah, I remember seeing him getting loaded onto the cart, and I think right. at that point they were putting it on, and then they kind of flashed the camera away. Or okay. Maybe maybe they like were going to do it and didn't, I don't know, but I do remember seeing My him vantage on the point, cart I couldn't one. see that, but I saw him get on the cart, I saw him put the towel over his head, gets, goes in the locker room, and you know, with, then he goes in for x-rays, and then he's declared out, and you're like, okay, well, that's looks like it's pretty bad. You know, do you follow, I don't know if you follow Pro Football Doc on Twitter, um, David Chow, but he is a um, a former you know NFL doctor, and he tweets a lot about injuries and talks about it. And I actually I do like his analysis. He's not always right, but I do like his analysis. He gives you a good insight on in what might be happening. And he basically wrote right away fractured ankle. He said, you know, X rays will confirm. Well, guess what? X rays didn't in this case. So the X rays, according to Ian Rappaport, came back negative. But it appears to be an ankle sprain. Now, Rappaport's report didn't say high ankle sprain. And then Sean McDermott yesterday said they need more investigation on what his week looks like. So that could still be a pretty significant injury. It also could be, hey, maybe he wakes up feeling better and it's not nearly as much as we thought. He rolled it. and But we'll see. And we'll hear from Sean McDermott later today, 12.45 p.m. We're waiting on Sabres head coach Don Granado. Uh, he is scheduled to speak to the media. He was just a little while ago. Sometime in this window scheduled to speak. The Zoom call is open. We will carry that live for you on WGR. So how about we do this? Um, yeah. Do you want to, you know what, want to take a phone call? Let's go to Alex. Can we go to Alex? Let's do this. Let's go to Alex in Rochester. Hi, Alex. Sal, thanks for uh, squeezing me in here before uh, before he comes on. Um, yeah. I just got a, I got, a, I got a question for you. Just what's your opinion on, you know, who's really got the pressure on them in this this key matchup to me it's a lot about mcdermott right i mean isn't this just a huge opportunity for him to you know really establish himself into a different coaching echelon uh, especially as it relates to some of his history in the playoffs with kansas city well 100 percent. i mean if you're comparing pressure from one side to the other in teams it's squarely on the bills they have not gotten over this team and the other team the chiefs in this case have Lombardi trophies, you know, in this regime, in this era. So, you know, if they bow out early, sure, they'll be disappointed, but there, there's nothing that they haven't done yet. They've already done it. The Bills haven't. 
and they have gone to Kansas City and lost, now you get them at home? 100% pressure. I mean, I guess how does that manifest itself, though, Alex, is the question. Like, what does that mean, the pressure? And I think it's the same thing on Josh Allen. This is the this is the quarterback. Now, we know Josh left the field with the lead when there was 13 seconds left. I get that. But this is the team that he hasn't been able to beat. This is the, this is the quarterback, Mahomes, who he's always going to be prepared, compared to, obviously, that he hasn't beat. So, absolutely, there's a lot of pressure. I guess the question I would have is, what does that pressure amount to, whether they win or lose? Because even if they win, yeah, you slayed the Chiefs' dragon. Guess what? You still got to win another game to get to the Super Bowl, and you haven't done that yet. So, I don't think the pressure just goes off if you win this game. It's a huge relief. Maybe you say he, he would be considered upper echelon. Maybe. I think there'd be a lot of people who still say you still got to win one more game because this team, this organization, should be into a Super Bowl by now, if that all makes sense. I don't know if we still have Alex, but oh, yeah. that would be the way I'd look I, at that. I, I total, totally agree. I just think this is you know key game situations, I guess, with McDermott because you can obviously look at past history with the Chiefs and say – you know, he might have not made the best decisions or, or, the, or, or the most confident or strongest decisions for the team in, in certain situations. So I'm really looking at when it comes down to key game situations, which I think he's done a great job of as of late. Um, so I'm interested to see if he keeps that same level of confidence, you know, going forward on fourth down in, in, in certain situations and, and, and really being assertive. I'm really looking at McDermott in this game because I think he's going to have a couple of those. Um, well, he did that. He did that in the 13 seconds game, as we commonly refer. Obviously, 13 seconds happened, and that's you know on him and the coaching staff, no doubt about that. But in that game, he was pretty aggressive. Like there was no, you know, if you go back to the AFC Championship game the year before that, um, you know, that was when hey, too conservative, didn't go for it. But they go into that game, and he was aggressive in that game, and I think he is. He's actually one of the more aggressive coaches. In football, I know people don't want to hear that sometimes, but it's true. Just look at the analytics, look at the stats. He's not Dan Campbell necessarily, but he is, and he has changed his philosophy. So I'd be stunned if he didn't continue that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I just I look at this as an opportunity for McDermott to to really kind of put some of the obviously that you know the the history here, but to put some of that behind the him as a coach. And I I, I agree with you. The job's not done, but this is a big milestone for him if he can. If he can pull yeah. this out, especially at home, you know, I just feel like it's a lot. Yeah, and lot um, of opportunity and with everything going on and in, in the injuries and things like that, Alex, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, that is getting connected with our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at northtownkia.com. Josh, can we take a quick break? We will try to grab um, Don Granado as soon as we can. You know, he just hasn't come to the uh, podium yet for the Zoom call, so we'll do that here on WGR. Stick with us though. If we have Don Granado, uh, we'll cut back in and we'll bring him to you live here on WGR on the Extra Point Show. Let's go down to Key Bank Center right now. Sabres head coach Don Granato is live. Rooms for them downtown. Uh, so we're sitting and waiting uh, to, to see really what what's going to transpire. But we're planning on playing. We have we don't have a choice. So uh, the players have rooms downtown, and we'll kind of proceed that way. Um, we did skate a little bit more than normal uh, having after having yesterday off. Uh, and you know how I feel, how I. You know, it's a challenge to uh, to get the body going again after a day off. Uh, so we, we probably added another seven, eight minutes to our morning skate, maybe 10 minutes, uh, because we had yesterday off. And then just from a hockey end, just on the assumption you play, uh, 
who is scheduled to be in goal. And while the goaltending of UPL is obviously a major reason, what can you just say about the total defensive effort here? You've only given up 11 goals in six games this month. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's obviously an area we've talked a lot about through the course of the year. And, and uh, you know, Upi is is uh, hitting a pretty nice stride right now. So the combination of the two um, is nice to see. And obviously we want to make sure that continues. We want to make sure we, we're stingy back there. Uh, I've said when you look at just our five-on-five production, uh, it's still it's still in the you know amongst the tops in the league five on five. Our problem's been the power play. Uh, we haven't gotten enough production out of that. Uh, we've turned a little more attention to that, but uh, it, you know I am very um, I, I like what we've done from the two areas you mentioned defensively and Opie playing well. And uh, you know I've said it before when we have a guy that kind of separates himself, we we haven't had a number one. We had three goalies and. None of them had ever been number ones. And, uh, you know, if Oopi's playing like a number one, then he's going to get the net more, obviously, because of that uh, factor in where we're at as well. So uh, it's nice to see somebody somebody taking, taking the ball. Thanks, Don. Don, I know, obviously, the snow has been a factor for a couple days this weekend, even though you play a, stort, a sport largely indoors. So with the snow coming on the beginning side of this game day with a later game day plan, as opposed to the holiday matinee we had um, booking rooms and stuff. But how does this impact the hockey operations and coaching? At least you have everyone downtown. But how hard is this adjustment? You know, we've had a lot of practice with uh, with this adjustment, unfortunately, through COVID. Uh, And it feels like that. It feels like one of those days you're waiting for the league and the city officials to make a decision. Uh, and it, you know, our job is to be ready, uh, for tonight's game until otherwise notified by, by the league and the city. So, uh, city, the county, the state, you know, all the, all the municipalities. So, um, uh, we're going to, we're going to go about our business like we would best we can without being distracted. But I can tell you, you know, you're, it, it is a completely different feeling than a normal game day. It does feel like one of those COVID days again. Uh, we were going to have a video clip meeting before the skate uh, and show 15 to 20 short edits and, and said there's no need, no sense to do that. I just didn't think we'd have the focus and concentration for that right now. The skate was the priority today, that physical activity. Uh, so we kind of put those clips aside uh, and there's something that's real easy to pick up uh, when we when we know definitively that we're playing. And just one more question. I know because you didn't have all the details last time, if there's anything more to share on Samuelson's uh, upper body injury. Yeah, no, nothing on that, Rachel. And, um, you know, coming in this morning, I didn't get an update. So, you know, he he's in that day-to-day situation where we're hoping for different positive signs uh, each day with him. And, and we should see that um, along a progression. But, but I don't have where that progression is today. Thanks, Don. Yep. Told you guys this was going to be a boring one. Wish I had answers for you. Am I up, Nicole? Uh, you are, Adam. Go yeah, ahead. Fire yeah, away. Adam. What would be a press conference without you? Hey, Don. How you doing? Allow me Allow me to introduce myself. You going easy or are you going hard on this one? Which one? <laughs> I, know. I, just want, I just wanted to follow up on, um, on UPL. Um, what is it in his game? What's allowed him to kind of turn the corner? and reach this level of confidence and consistency, in your opinion, in, in his overall development? Yeah, I, I think 
when I think of trying to trying to answer that question, I, I think there's so many factors that go in. And a lot of this is uh, the personality of the player. Um, I think his confidence, he's gained and in, in, in gained growth and confidence through his team and teammates. I think he's a guy that feeds off of, uh, you know, most goalies, it's, you know, you think of them and they're, they're kind of separate from the team and they have their own ways. You know, Oopy does like any other goalie, but, but he's, he's so, I think, so emotionally tied in with the team. He really, um, and I think he's gained a lot of confidence as, as his confidence has grown as he's developed a relationship with team, team members, you know, both on and off the ice. And, and obviously he's a worker. Uh, he studies the game hard. He works very hard with Mike Bales. He's always popping his head in the office uh, pretty much every day to, to work, to go through more film with Mike or talk with Mike about something. Um, so he, he has been very dedicated and very focused on getting better. I can remember a year ago telling him, you know, Opie, you know, you're going to go down to Rochester, but there, there's, there's going to be a day. I said, Rochester is a privilege at this point because when you're in the NHL, you don't have any time to work on your development. It's win or lose, and, and you're going to be called out for losing fast. And so your whole focus has to be on winning. And, and you know, he he took that to heart. He, he went back down there, worked really, really hard, used it to, to the advantage it, it, it is and was, um, knowing in hindsight what he's preparing for. You know, I want to be a number one. I, I, I want to be able to deal with pressure. Um, and I think he's... You know, he's developed his game, but I think he's developed his psyche as well along that. And so, um, you know, I think that's a, that's a big, big one. And I think, you know, Devin's been great as a, as a young guy, and that's part of his process is, is, is that. And I think he's, he's well into that process and going the right direction. And I think Oopi uh, is a great role model for him as well. All right, Bob, thank you. Yep. Hey, guys. Uh, so, so when I popped in here, Kevin had no word, and um, you know he's going to let us know when he hears from from the from the guys that are, are making that decision. So, hopefully, sooner than later, and we can move on. Uh, Don, what stood out about Peyton Krebs maybe in the last few games? I know he hasn't been really been rewarded on the score score sheet, but he seems he just seems more noticeable, more active. Uh, it seems like you, know, you upped his minutes the other day. Just what 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 stood out maybe? Uh, he has been, he, he's been a lot like Oopy. I mean, another young guy, but I, I've spent a lot of time. We've spent a lot of time. We're texting back and forth yesterday, the day before. So we're at the rink together and, and uh, you know, with all the guys. And then, and then, uh, you know, he's been one very adamant about making himself better, getting himself maybe off the plateau he's on and into the next one. You guys know, I've challenged our whole team that way. And we're looking for guys that can, you know, that are moving us off this plateau. And, and he's really, uh, you know, uh, approached that with, with an intensity of not only in game, but in between games. Um, just talk to him now and we'll watch some more clips of just individual stuff with him. So he's a hungry, hungry guy. And usually the guys that, uh, that learn more and more and more are the guys that get the minutes. And so he's doing, he's doing the right things in that area. Um, and finding a greater calm, I think, in the in that process, you know, I think him, his biggest challenge is controlling his energy in a game, um, and and finding a calm with the puck, even without the puck. You know, he's sometimes he gets a stick in there and takes an extra penalty, uh, but it's just all about controlling his energy. 
And it's a challenge for guys uh, to play a high-energy game, to control it, especially young guys. And I think he's gotten better and better and, and focused on um, you know the areas he needs to, f- to focus on. And we've seen it. And I've, I've actually uh, felt really good, trusted him a lot more in situations that he's doing that, and uh, he's played more as a result. Sabres head coach Don Granado. So the team is still planning on playing tonight, 7.30 p.m. Puck drop against the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll keep you updated on that. Paul Hamilton joins us on the other side of this timeout here on the Extra Point Show. A fluid day here around Western New York as far as the sports scene and the weather is concerned. Stick with us here on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.